back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, last weekend, I got the opportunity to fly out to Washington, D.C. and participate in the inaugural Marine Corps Marathon 50K uh, with about, I don't know, I think the estimation was like 1,300, 1,400 other runners um, taking on the 50K. And this was a part of the Marine Corps Marathon weekend, which to me like i've never ran a big road race before and when i lived in virginia like every single person who was a runner and who i'd meet in the running community in danville virginia uh would tell me that i have to go up to dc and and run marine corps um it's a big event man there's like thirty thousand people out there running there's the entire streets are lined with people the whole time. It, it Even though we were in the midst of a torrential downpour, which uh, we'll get into in this episode, um, it seems like it seemed like the whole entire town uh, came out, which was which was so cool. So such a unique experience, especially for me. I'm coming from like a trail running background where generally at some point of the race, you're going to find moments where, you know, there's no spectators uh, most of the time during the race, actually. But then there's also moments where there's you're not even really seeing your uh, fellow runners. So um, it was super unique from that perspective. And along with just the idea of, I mean, the Marine Corps puts the race on. So every volunteer is a Marine. Um, that was super cool. We'll get into that during this uh, race report. Um, but I just got to say it was a special weekend. Um, I'm so honored that I that I was able to do that. I'm honored to have friends on the East Coast that were were able to kind of like put me up, show me around. Um, I went out and visited Phil Pinty and Rachel Ridgeway, uh, two people who I met during Desert Rats. And they're just awesome people. And really, I mean, to me, the race was great and everything. I loved it so much, and we'll get into it. But um, hanging out with Phil and Rachel was was great, and that's part of the running community. You meet people with like-minded interests, and then you get to become friends with them. So, um, so that's what this week's episode is going to be all about. Um, I bring Phil Pinty back on. Uh, we get to hear about how his Yeti 100 went a few like a month ago because uh, last time he was on he was preparing for it and now he's ran it so we get a quick uh, update from that and then really Phil and I just talk about this race uh, the Marine Corps Marathon 50k uh, it's a race Phil's done this was his sixth year uh, doing Marine Corps Marathon and he loves it he's gonna keep doing it and keep doing it because it's one of his absolute favorites uh, it was my first experience so you get a lot of cool perspectives but uh but yeah i'm super excited to share the episode um i gotta say this to all the marines thank you guys so much for putting this on thank you for everything you guys do um it was really it was an eye-opening experience for me this weekend um and for all the runners out there like i saw so many people out there running for a cause that was greater than themselves and it was inspiring um it was incredibly inspiring. Like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to really even describe, but I saw people out there, um, you know, running obviously for people who have been for, for whether it was family members or friends, but like someone who was lost, uh, I saw people out there, 
um, pushing others in wheelchairs throughout the whole marathon. I saw, I saw everything. It was, it was really, really cool. And, uh, and a, and a special experience. And it was, it was honestly just good to see people out there pushing themselves, seeing if they can, can get it done and kind of, you know, encouraging others as, as we went. Uh, and I, I know I had a few people reach out beforehand. Um, and I got to say thanks to you guys uh, and congrats. I know there's a, a few people who reached out. This was going to be their first 50 K. Um, it seems like you guys got it done. It's awesome. I hope you guys, I hope this was the first of many more to come uh, because the 50 K distance truly is my personal favorite distance. I love it. Uh, I think you get to experience an adventure. You get to do something hard. You're going to hit a couple low moments. Um, and then you get to finish it all in about a half a day and you get to eat some pizza afterwards. So, <laughs> so yeah. So anyways, let's just dive right into it. This is the, like a Bigfoot podcast, number 169. Uh, it's our Phil and I's Marine Corps marathon 50 K reflections. All right, guys, we have Phil Pinty back on the show. Um, I definitely, Phil, I want to catch up real quick just um, just in case like the listeners are interested because the last time we had you on, you were talking about your preparation for the Yeti 100, which was your first 100-mile race. Um, so I want to catch up on that a little bit, and then I think we're probably going to spend the majority uh, talking about the Marine Corps Marathon 50K. Uh, which we ran together this weekend. So, so yeah, but first I have to say, if you want to hear Phil's like full, like Yeti 100 kind of race report and like stories from that, uh, definitely check out the East Coast Trail and Ultra podcast from like, what was it, like a month ago? Yeah, I, I think it was the first week of October. Yeah, so definitely check that out. It's awesome. I love that podcast. It's super funny. Um, and the episode title I was so jealous of because it was called uh, The Yeti. Or no, it was called The Macho Man and The Yeti. And I was like, what a great title. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> it was it was actually the Yeti, the Yeti and the Macho Man. Perfect, man. That's awesome. It was flipped around, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, give us a kind of a no, so, brief overview of that. Well, I just, again, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but um, it was such an awesome time. Um, you coming out for the weekend. And um, like we said, when I was out there with you in Colorado for Desert Rats, um, so much of the excitement and the memories and stuff like that were the stuff that we weren't doing when we were running uh, a 50K in the rain. Um, but yeah, to go back to the Yeti 100, I, I think I need to start by probably just... Um, Eating, eating the words that I spoke when uh, I, I last spoke to you before the Yeti 100. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess we can just kind of <laughs> kind of start there. But, um, yeah. What do you mean eating the words? Just like, <laughs> well, um, I, I know a little bit think, about your race. So I know, like, the first yeah. half went great and the second half went terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just um, – I, I, um, I don't know if I have to like admit something, but I, I think w when speaking with you before, you know, sometimes we as runners, um, I, I think I may have even said it myself that, you know, if somebody can physically run a half marathon, then they can run a, a marathon. Or if somebody can run a marathon, then 
a 50 K is no problem. And um, I, I think I might want to redact just those statements a little bit because you really um, you, you can't just roll up to these races thinking you've got it uh, quote unquote in the bag. And um, I really, it was really a humbling experience and uh, you know, I, I completed it and, and it was, it was wonderful. And it was, it was so much more than I anticipated the feeling would be of just being up for that duration of time, you know, being up for 29 hours and being on my feet for a hundred miles and all those things. But it was really, if not anything else, a, a great, a great learning experience. So, yeah. 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 Well, so what exactly happened to make the race feel so like to, to feel so great in the first half and then to just kind of, you know, uh, what's it called? An ultra yeah. running death march the second half? <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, sometimes with podcasts, you don't want to like cross pollinate or anything like that. But, uh, you know, go back to the pre-race talk with you. And then also when I, when I got to speak with Ryan Buckleman with uh, East Coast Trail and Ultra. But um, just to give your listeners a little recap, uh, myself and a group that I run with here in Maryland, uh, the Frederick Steeplechasers, we went down for uh, Jason Green's Damn Yeti back in June of 2018. So at least I had a, a, a preview, a good um, idea of what the course was going to be. And uh, obviously, in hindsight, uh, a 50K and a 100 miler are uh, at opposite ends of the spectrum. And I, I went in... Um, <laughs> macho man or no macho man i i just i think i went in uh full of vigor and full of confidence and uh you know the first 50 miles went really really well uh like i spoke with ryan um on his podcast it, the first 18 miles coming into damascus so you start on this area called white top like mountain and uh it's a pretty decent uh decline uh, grade down to Damascus. And for that first 18 miles, uh, I was trucking. Uh, I don't know my, my times or distances, uh, off the top of my head, but I want to say I did the first 18 in like two hours, maybe two and a half hours. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah, when you're, when you're running a hundred miles, that's like, <laughs> I should have known right then. I was like, Oh, Oh boy. Oh boy. But, uh, yeah, you just kind of get all caught up in, and there's other runners doing the exact same thing. Like, it's not, it's not like I was like one of the front runners or anything like that. Uh, you, you just kind of get caught up in what everyone else is kind of doing it. So I'm going to do it. You know, you know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't want to get like left behind or anything like that, but yeah, you got I, peer I was definitely pressured, basically. Oh, I got, I got peer pressure. I mean, you and I know nothing about that or, or any, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, doing what other people are doing. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I mean, there's definitely things we all learn in races and and there's things we can tweak or there's things we can change. And, um, I, I really think, I, I guess what I, what I'm excited about or what I'm looking forward to is integrating different types of training into my regimen. Cause it's just, you know, on days, having a busy schedule, having kids and all those things, it's like days that I lot to run. Uh, I I'm in this mentality. And I think a lot of folks get themselves into this thing where like, if I've only got 45 minutes to run then I'm going to try to maximize that time. And like we, for some reason, the only gauge we have is, well, how far do you run or how, what would you get or something like that? And 
um, I, I really think if I'm ever going to take on, I mean, even, even in like a 50 miler or something, um, I, I definitely think it would prove beneficial to incorporate some sort of uh, run walk scheme. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Which is what everyone told you going into it. Yeah, I don't, I need to be better at listening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One, one mouth, one mouth, two ears. And I, I definitely should have been more receptive to what, to what everyone was filling me in on. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man. Well, so when the wheels fell off the bus, was there ever a moment where you're like, I'm not going to make it through this? Or did you ever seriously consider quitting or is, did that never kind of enter, enter the mindset there? I knew um, when the when the wheels fell off at, at right around fifty miles, I I was kind of like in a, in an oh crap moment, and and not not it, it never came into my mind like oh my gosh like you you won't finish this thing. It just came into effect of like um, my my feet just didn't want to work anymore. They didn't want to like all I could do was 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 slog it out and like uh, just just walk like you know just walk it out and. Um, Rachel was a huge, Rachel helped crew me and pace me. And, and she definitely got her work in that weekend. And, um, you know, we, we were just trying different things to get me rejuvenated and, and motivated. And, uh, it, it just came to the thing where all I could do was just like, you know, hump it out or whatever, as they say in the military. But, um, no, I just, I, I knew, and I, I, I don't want to say this is like overly confident. I just think like all the the external accommodations that I made for that weekend to happen. Um, I wasn't going to let, I, I just, I, I was never scared that I wasn't going to do it. I mean, obviously I cut it close when, uh, you know, I came in at like 29 and like 10 minutes and the cutoff was like 30 hours. So, you know, you throw another two or three miles in there and I probably would have been SL, you know, crap out of luck, but yeah. 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 What, what other kind of like motivational things did you guys try? Um, to be honest, I've done, um, you know, I, I've spoken about, uh, like there's a 12 hour endurance run that I've done up in Pennsylvania. So like I'm used to, you know, running on tired legs or, or going back out when there's like temptations of, <laughs> of like staying at an aid station and eating like another grilled cheese or something like that. So it was just, you know, I, I think when it came to the logistical things of the race, uh, when it came to getting in and getting out of aid stations or to not, you know, I don't, I don't think I was ever at an aid station for more than 10 minutes. Like, and um, I don't, I don't think that was a bad thing. Like that's definitely something I thought I actually did pretty good with. It was just my, I I, I tell, (laughs) I think I was telling you this weekend that like my, you know, whatever the pace was for like my last like 20 miles, like I couldn't walk that slow right now if I wanted to, like, even if I tried to walk that slow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it just boggles my mind. I'm like, how could I possibly have been moving that slow? So we were just, (laughs) we were, (laughs) we were just going through the laundry list of like Phil's, (laughs) Phil's smile list or whatever you want to call it. Like we were just going through things that, that make me happy. You know, we were, we were talking about my kids and, and talking about other things that we could be doing instead of like, you know, hoofing the backwoods of Damascus, Virginia and stuff like this. But it was, it was, um, so much of, of this weekend, you coming to visit for the Marine 50 K and stuff. It was just so much of the memories and, and the, the good moments and the bad moments and the happies and the sads were like, it just all kind of, blurs together with the whole weekend you know like it yeah. 
the, the road tripping down there with Rachel and, and hanging out with all the folks at like uh, the, uh, the packet pickup and stuff. And, and Jason Green is just such a, just a pleasant guy and, and a wonderful race director. And the, the amount of swag that you get even before you start this thing, like he's giving out like skateboard decks and um, just all just socks and, and just all this great stuff. And, and you can just really tell he pours his heart into this race. And um, it was, it was just a fond, fond memory, like all around. I mean, uh, even people who don't finish, I, I think he, uh, he welcomes back with open arms. Like they're, 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 entitled to their shot at the yeti 100 I, I may be off on that but i'm pretty certain like if you don't finish he'll have you back until you get it done and uh uh just a just a wonderful guy and i, I really appreciate you know him just him kind of challenging me and saying i don't know if or when but when you're ready like i want you to run the yeti 100 and you know i it was something i never thought i was going to do or even had a desire to do so that in itself i think is pretty special yeah man yeah well and i think yeah. like those guys have something special uh, over there between him and like the run bum and all their races just kind of have this like special vibe, special feel. Um, and it's kind of hard to describe really, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely would like highly suggest checking out any of their races. So, so yeah, man. And congrats dude. hundred miles. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can say that again, man. That's yeah. insane. And then, I remember, I remember yeah. sitting, I remember, I remember sitting in the desert with you at like desert rats or like whatever, or like even like on, on one of our casts or something. And just saying like, they, they like calling it out. Like it, it was like a reverse calling my shot, like saying, this is something I'm never going to do. And like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of special to like look back now and be like, you know what? Like you can change your outlook. You can change your goals and your priorities. And like, like I, I, at the root of it, I no desire. And now I'm like, just to know that it's something that I, I put, I did put work into it. I, I could have put better training into it, but I, I got it done. So, yeah. 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 That's cool. Is there one like kind of lasting yep. lesson you learned that you'll carry on from, from here on out? Uh, from that I don't, race I don't want to, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to steal like anyone else's, uh, anyone else's like quotes or anything like that. And it, it's Are just you going to quote Des Linden again? dude <laughs> <laughs> what i was gonna say is for everyone just to keep showing up yeah <laughs> no um no just just the highs and the lows of a hundred are like so magnified from like from like your regular old race and i i say regular in quotes and you know it, it could be any distance for for anybody out there and i i mean i just remember the first time like running the marine corps marathon and and getting to the bridge and hitting the wall like that the marine corps marathon was the first time i experienced actually like hitting the wall and the moment when you when you go back to your breathing and you go back to just walking it out walking those cramps out and like getting through it like there's so many highs and lows in, in a 100 and um you know you just hear these these crazy accomplishments that that runners are are just week after week it seems like new boundaries are like being broken and um only from my own experience like there were times where like I wanted I, I wanted to stop or I wanted to sit down or whatever and and then 15 20 minutes later you're you're feeling great again and you just keep on trucking and like you know even though for the last 50 I, I just walked it out like at any at any one of those steps at any one of those aid stations I could have just called it a day and 
and there, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm just saying, like, um, sometimes in life, like, things aren't always going our way or it hasn't been our day, our week, our month, or even our year, but we just got to keep on keeping on. And, I want to like, clap. Da, 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 da. Like, <laughs> no. Lindsay has a – my it, wife man. has you a rule. It, like, anytime you uh, – anytime the Friends theme song comes on, she has to clap no matter what. So I'm I'm beside myself that you picked up on that, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, I'll be I'll be there for you. All right. Okay. Promise. Yeah, I don't know all the right. next line yeah. of the lyrics, so. <laughs> I, I don't know either. That's all I got. But yeah, man. So that's cool. So let's kind of like transition into uh, Marine Corps Marathon 50k. So, um, so it was the inaugural year. Uh, Phil has told me. You know, basically, ever since I, I I've known you, you were like, you got to come out, you got to do the Marine Corps Marathon. It's it's a very special yeah. event. I've heard from so many people when I lived in Virginia. Um, so many of the runners that I that I would run with would say, you got to go up and do Marine Corps. It's it's an event unlike anything else. Um, and so this year, we interviewed, we got to interview Rick Nealis, the race director, and. Uh, about the the initial like very first year they were going to put on a 50k um and so we signed up phil peer pressured me into signing up uh <laughs> i flew out i got to hang out with him and uh our friend rachel for the weekend it was super cool um and all that and it was my very first uh big road race i've never i've never uh officially done like a road marathon or anything like that like i've done a handful of halves but i've never you know competed in something that big and that epic before so what was what was your like i don't i don't want to flip the script or anything but like what was your biggest impression of like the marine corps 50k first of all i mean dude the guy like they shut down washington dc which for a morning (laughs) which is insane yeah. if you think about it i'm like they shut that down they have like every instead of like aid station volunteers they have marines uh at every like you know handing water throughout the course and all that like there's marines working the race which is which is so unique and and i guess from my perspective so um a couple things i have a joke answer to that question phil Okay. So my joke answer is that like I've never done a huge road race and I got to uh, say this as a trail runner, like you think trail runners are grosser than road runners, but dude, I walked into yeah. some of those porta potties and I got to tell you <laughs> there was one. So the very first porta potty I got to um there was three three porta potties and the middle one was open like no one was in it, but we were waiting in line. And I was like, oh, can can we go in that middle one? And they're like, dude, if you got to pee, you can go in there. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. They're like, I wouldn't go in otherwise. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like, how gross can it be? And I literally said out loud, how gross can it be? And then I walked up. I'm like, I think I'm going to take my chance. And I opened it and I instantly turned around. I'm like, you guys don't want to go in there. That's disgusting. Yeah. But anyways, that's my yeah, joke man. answer because I'm sure every road race with a bunch of people, you know, like that's gonna that's gonna happen. But um, my no, but I I, I, I don't want to I don't want to cut you off, Chris. But like I, I have to concur with you because I mean, any any trail run I've done, 
you know, we're out in some natural forest, some, you know, um, national forest. And, you know, we may only have like one or two porta johns out there or something like that. And you've got 50, 100, 200 trail runners. And like, we, we look out for each other, man. We take care of each other. And like, I, I, I will add to that, that like, you got a road race and you've got Porta Porta John upon Porta John lines of Porta Johns and you go in there and it's like it's insane, man. Like yeah. nobody has any common. Per- and I, mean, I don't mean to crap on Roadrunners, pun intended, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I don't understand it, man. They don't they don't take care of their stuff, I think, as well as us trail runners. Well, so and that's like I don't like I I didn't want to like use that talk about that first because. You know, in all honesty, like the race was so incredible. Like I really loved it in every reason. But I just thought yeah. that was a funny, interesting thing. Like I didn't expect, you know. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but in all Dude, honesty, aid stations, aid stations, and bathrooms are top priority, my friend. <laughs> but I don't want it to sound like a complaint because I'm honestly not complaining. Like I, I should have expected that. I was like, oh, huh, yeah. huh? Who would have thought? Like just interesting observation. Um, but my serious answer really is, um. I'm from I'm from Iowa. Like we don't have a a marine base in Iowa, best of my knowledge. I think we have like an a uh, couple army bases maybe, but no marines. So growing up, like I've never been around active military people. You know what I mean? Like I obviously I know you. I know a couple other friends who have been in the Marines, um, but I've never actually been around like active duty Marines. And then so for me, like the whole race, like the biggest thing I'm coming back with is like just a newfound respect, you know, because and I I know talking to Rick beforehand, that was kind of like one of the goals of the Marine Corps Marathon is that like regular civilians um, are able to meet the people who are in the armed services. And, and I, I just thought that was the absolute coolest, like most special part of the event for me is actually being able to meet people um, who are actively serving. They're spending their time. They're out there. Um, you know, like, I'm sure this is like a, a fun, like easy day for them compared to, you know, what they go through most of the time, especially like if they're deployed and stuff. So for me personally, it was yeah. just like actually meeting Marines and, and, um, you know, like putting, it's kind of like putting faces to names almost like putting faces to this organization. Um, you know, who I, who I didn't really grow up around or anything like that. Yeah. So no, I, I would, I would absolutely agree with you. And, um, there, there's I, I'm not even going to try to take a guess as to how many Marines there are out there for the United, for the Marine Corps Marathon, but thousands, thousands of Marines helping out at aid stations and just to get like an oorah or keep on going or, uh, you know, they're just, they're just yelling, they're smiling, they're giving you handshakes, they're giving you hugs. Um, that, that's a definitely a really special part of the Marine Corps Marathon and the 50K. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely, man. So what did you think? Like, I mean, you, you were a Marine, so coming back and doing this, like, how does, how is that perspective different for you than it is for, for me? Yeah. Um, it's just a really special thing to me. And it's the reason I, I keep coming back. Um, you know, having, having served in the Marines, having served overseas in in a post nine 11 world and everything like that. Um, but, but now being a civilian and, and, working and having children obviously like my priorities have changed and 
you know, I, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would have ever possibly made a career out of the Marine Corps or anything like that, but, um, just to kind of be immersed, even if, even if it's only for one weekend a year, um, I, I really think that's why I just keep coming back year after year. Cause it's like, you know, it, it's almost like a homecoming to me. Yeah. Like, um, the, the friends that I've made with, within the organization and, um, you know, just seeing the men and women in uniform. And um, I, I think, I don't think I mentioned this. I, I don't know if it was to you or not, but um, maybe, maybe pre pre podcast or something like that. But um, the feeling that I got when, when you go through boot camp and, and you get through that 13 weeks and they, and then a United States Marine hands you that Eagle globe and anchor uh, the EGA um, that's unlike any other feeling I've ever experienced in life. And like, I, I don't know about you or, or what it meant to you, but coming into the end to the finish line of the Marine Corps marathon and having uh, a Marine Corps officer, you know, place the medal upon you and everything like that and give you a salute or a handshake or whatnot. Like that's just something really, really special. And it, it was only until I ran the Marine Corps marathon for the first time that I, that I felt that feeling again. And it's just, it's, it's a really great, great thing. Yeah. And well, I mean, there's multiple parts of the race um, that are unique and special and awesome. Um, and one, like you said, is the end. Like you're coming up this. Well, first you end up a hill and I was like, oh, yeah, I should have expected that. Um, but you end up, you have to the last like 200 yards are up a hill. So you go up the hill and uh, you get the medal and all of a sudden you look up and you're right at the, uh, and what's the, what's the monument actually called? It's the, it's the Iwo Jima, like raising of the flags. Um, but I know yeah, there's an actual name. Well, it's, it's the United States Marine Corps war memorial, but it's, yeah. it's also known as the Iwo Jima memorial, but it's officially it's the Marine Corps memorial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you look up and yeah. all of a sudden you're there and you know, you're surrounded by Marines and I don't know, you just kind of get a chill and it kind of like, um, it's just a, it's a special finish line that you, you don't normally get a chance to like reflect and, and really kind of like think about, uh, you know, like what, what people have sacrificed for you, um, at most race finish lines, you know, it it definitely gives a different perspective to that, to that finish line, you know, like uh, you can run, you can run other marathons and everything like that, but exactly what you're saying, the added sentimental, sentimental aspect of, uh, uh, people running, running for, for fallen Marines or the great grandpa was in the Marines or, you know, whatever, maybe not even the Marines, a soldier, an airman, um, maybe not even in the military, just they, they've lost someone or, for whatever reason, this race means something special to them, but you, you definitely see a mixed bag of emotions at, at the, uh, at the finish line. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, and you get to the finish line too, and you're like exhausted and tired. And, but then you think to yourself, you're like, dude, I sacrificed for five, six hours. You know what I mean? Or if you're doing the marathon, I guess it'd be like four hours or however long it took you. You're like, I only sacrificed for that long. Like some people give up years and years and possibly even their lives to, you know, just in yeah. the name of something bigger than themselves, which is, which is, you know, it's not something you don't, it's not something you normally think about at the end, you know, cause most of the time you finish a race and it's really hard and difficult and you think like, look what I did, look what I accomplished, look what I came through. And that's not a bad thing. Like that's, I, I love doing races to like self-reflect about my capabilities, but then this race, like 
you just get to the end and you're like, whoa, there's like so much more. Yep, absolutely. So, um, and then if you could, like, could you kind of describe the other, like, I mean, the really special part of the race is about halfway through you run a section called the blue mile. Can you kind of like give people like an idea of what that is? Yes, uh, absolutely. And I, I, I may not have all my facts absolutely correct, but, um, at right about the halfway point of the Marine Corps marathon, um, is, is something called the, the blue mile. It's located on like Haynes point and it's a, it's an area of the course that is, uh, far removed from the, the, hustle and the bustle of the streets of the district and um what the blue mile is is it's an organization that um recognizes uh fallen fallen marines i I believe other branches as well but i I might be mistaken and i apologize if i am but um along the blue mile every every few steps uh there's a poster of of a fallen uh service member and it gives you like a brief description of you know, where they were serving, what branch of the service they were in, what job detail they worked. And um, so for like the first part of the Blue Mile, it's just it's just poster after poster after poster after poster. And it really every every step you break, uh, every step you take, um, every every breath you take, you know, it just gives you renewed um, strength and renewed emotion. And um, it's very very somber, very, very quiet. Like, I mean, I, I like to run with music and I always, I always take out the earbuds or I, I turn the music off, um, for, for that portion plus, plus some more after that. And then after you get past the, the posters, uh, it's, it, if it can't get any more emotional or any more sentimental than that, uh, you have hundreds, if not a thousand people out there who all have lost somebody, a brother, a sister, a husband, a wife, um, a father, mother, um, and every single person holding a flag has some connection to somebody, to somebody who's lost their life serving in the military. And, um, it is just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to, I, I can't even really do it justice and put it fully into words. And it, I think they intentionally put it right there at the halfway point, um, because you've got yourself that far. And like I said, you, you come out of that, feeling the feels but also proud to be an american and proud of our service members and um it's just it's really really beautiful yeah yeah well i even saw some runners kind of and i saw this multiple times like they found the picture of someone they knew i don't know whether it was like a relative or a friend or a fellow person who's who had served but i saw the runners like take a second to like go to the side drop to a knee, like maybe say a little prayer or whatever, and then uh, keep going from there. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, you know, cause for me, like I'm out there, like I, what I, I don't know. I don't want to say I wasn't running for purpose, but really my purpose was just to go out and like experience the whole thing and like see what, where the adventure brought me and like what it, what kind of like ideas it kind of brought up and stuff. And, and to see that was like, that was pretty powerful to me hundred percent man and like I, I i can't speak for anyone who who is there doing that but i think it it takes an extremely courageous person and to be out there for their for their family members like hold holding the flags and whatnot and you know i, I see people that have smiles on their faces and they're they're so happy and they're cheering runners on and and i i've seen other people with 
with tears streaming down their face. And um, it's, it's, you can tell it's a very emotional thing for them. And, um, but also very um, cathartic. And I think to see runners out there running and, and saluting these posters or, or putting out a hand and, and touching the poster or, or taking a moment to read the name and, and read where they were from. Um, it's, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it just, it probably is very, I, I don't know what that, what that would feel like, but to just know that their loved one hasn't been forgotten and um, their sacrifices is, is certainly appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. kind of like dive in real quick to like our, our actual race days. Right. So we get there in the morning um, and it's pouring rain and the 50 K is going to start like a half an hour before. Um, and yeah, man, like it's pouring rain on us. We're waiting at the start line. Uh, we're looking around and you know, me and you are like, somehow we walk to the front cause Rachel wanted to say hi to uh, a couple of people. And we're like, we're up here with way too fast of people. Do you, do you want to do you want to mention who Rachel wanted to say hello to? Did she want to say hello to Rick Nealis? I'm trying to remember or Mike Warden. Yeah, yeah, Mike. For for some reason, you and I found ourselves up at the front of the pack, and I think I, Rachel uh, said hello to Mike Wardian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, who ended up for your, winning for the your race? Runner who may not know? Yeah, he he ended up winning the the 50k. Yeah, yeah. And oh, and I also should give a shout out. I had a shirt made. Uh, specifically cause I thought I was going to be running with, with a bearded macho man, um, you know, and, and then uh, like a couple of days before Phil texted me that he accidentally shaved off his beard and I was like, well, my shirt's not gonna make any sense now, but, uh, I had a shirt made that said slim Jim for, cause you know, snap into a slim Jim, like that whole commercial yeah. campaign. Uh, and then I was like, so, well, so no, no, if, I, if I may, if I, if I, if I made to that point really quick. Uh-huh. It, it was it was unintentional and and somewhat intentional at the same time. Okay, I, I, I must I must I must admit because <laughs> I've got a I've got a rule that I never trim my beard anywhere like a, around a race. Yeah, and and just the weekend prior, I ran you know the Hershey half marathon up in Hershey, and I had my big girly beard going on. And for some reason, in between that week, I decided to give the beard a trim. And, uh, it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out too well. So wait, why was it intentional though? Um, I mean, do, do we really, I don't know. I mean, I, we, not that it's anything super special, but, um, there, there was a part of me that just wanted to show up to this year's race just as, as regular. I mean, you, you can still wear, you know, a man shouldn't be judged, judged by the, the singlet he wears or, or the beard that he sports or anything like That's that. That's good there, because there it takes me like three months to grow a beard. <laughs> so No, there was there was a part of me um, that really just wanted to, to go into this race just as, as Phil, as regular Phil. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. So, yep. anyways, we yep. show up um, and the gun goes off. And it's like not a gun. It's not like someone holding like a tiny – teeny weeny pistol right it's it's what'd you call it it's a how hi howard sir i think they shoot off at the beginning yeah and i did not expect it to go off and because i think we we're like in the middle of a sentence and as soon as it went off i was like whoa like it just shook the whole entire world it was so loud and this is all i see i see phil 
sprint out of there. Obviously not learning any lessons from his 100. He <laughs> sprints. He takes off. He's like next to Mike Wardian in my imagination, just going off. And he's gone. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to like take off that fast. And oh, and I guess we should also say um, I was sporting a sprained ankle. Like I sprained my ankle a week before. And you had uh, an SI joint kind of like inflammation thing. So we were all beat up anyways. And then yeah. I was like, I thought we were on the same page of like, hey, we're beat up. Let's take this one easy. And then all of a sudden just sprinting away. I don't think I was really that that super fast. I mean, I don't know. Dude, you were like, it, it only, you were sprinting. You were like a Mustang it only, who was it, set free. It only... It only took you to the Capitol building to catch up to me. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> it did. So the 50K goes out. And the whole time, like, I can see Phil in the distance. Because even though he's not rocking the beard, like, you, you're you still rocking this, like, blue. Like, you were still all star-spangled, bannered out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I could see you. I could yeah. spot you in the distance. And and uh, so probably for, like, the first whatever however many miles it took before we rejoined the marathon i could see you and then as soon as um as soon as we we caught back up with all the all the marathon runners it like went from a you know 1700 runners doing the 50k to 30,000 doing the marathon and like it was crazy man dude i'm like i said i've never ran a road race and so just the massive amounts of people that were out there was mind blowing. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience unlike any other. I mean, that's first. So what was it? What was it until we met up to the rest of the path? Like that was like mile 10 about, I think so. Yeah. Cause we, we did like four miles and then we did, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. It was probably about 10 miles though. Yeah. Because we were like free. We were just like free birds, man. We, we had like the whole, the whole marathon course to ourselves in a sense. And I mean, it was, it was still somewhat congested because there's 1300 ultra runners out there, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it was, it was kind of like running into like a brick wall, you know, when we met up to the rest of the marathon, because, yeah. uh, you know, the marathon was in full swing at that part. And then it, then it became just a game of like Frogger for maybe the next like five to 10 miles. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like weaving yeah. in and out of people, which I actually thought kept, I mean, kept it pretty interesting. Like I was, I, I kind of enjoyed like, it made me feel like I was in rugby again or like football where I'm like weaving, like, you know, trying to get by people and things like that. So, um, and then as we're well, doing this though, you, you have to imagine yeah. it's raining the whole time, but then every once in a while it just ramps up to like a torrential downpour, like as hard of rain as it could get probably. And, and I, I love it, dude. I love running in the rain. You know what I mean? It wasn't cold. So as long as it's not like 40 degrees and raining, I'm totally cool with it raining as much as it wants to. Yeah. I mean, it, it rained on and off for the better part of like, probably like three hours, I'd say. Oh yeah. If like, not, if not more. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is like, I don't, it, now, now is not the time to to chastise trail runners or to chastise road runners. But I, I've seen I've seen a whole bunch of people posting about like either how horrendous the conditions were or 
how it wasn't how it wasn't that bad. And I would just say, like, for anyone saying that it was, it let, let's be honest, it was it was less than ideal conditions, right? Yeah. And and at some points we'd be running through crosswalks or running on paths that the water was like ankle deep, right? Uh, a couple of times, but, yeah. Yeah, but like I mean, I guess what I'm just trying to get at is that whether you're a road runner or whether you're a trail runner, like you need to you need to have yourself prepared to train in all or run in all sorts of conditions. So, um, I, I don't know. Like I'm not again. I'm not trying. Now is not the time to say you know it wasn't that bad or suck it up or anything like that. But like, um, yeah, I, I think I think maybe from what I was hearing or seeing was just like road runners or ultra runners that weren't prepared to run in those types of conditions and stuff. And the, the race is going to go on whether it's raining or, or not, you know? So, well, I and know. I'm kind of like, I, don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand complaining about something like zero people have control over, you know, like, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think it's a cool part of the story. Like, I think it made it m- more, I like a challenge, man. I like when it's more more challenging. And a 50K, no matter what, is going to be challenging. A marathon, no matter what, is going to be challenging. Uh, but then you add these extra factors in and you're like, oh, here we go. Like, you know, I think it, yeah. I think it makes it for a more memorable experience, you know? And and I just, I don't understand. Like, I, I just cannot get in the mindset of someone who would like go online and be like, oh man, the conditions were terrible. It's like, yeah. They were, the conditions were what they were. Like you can't control yeah. that. There's no, what's the point of complaining? It's just like a waste of energy because like well, literally you know, look, no and, people and, have and, control. I, 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 yeah. And I've definitely seen complaining or, or just kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say like talking it up or anything like that to make it, to make it, I don't want to say more than what it was because like, yeah, the conditions like kind of sucked. Like, it, I mean, it rained and it was heavy. And when you're out on Haynes point, like it felt like a monsoon and it was just, blowing and it, yeah like all those things but i mean like you and i i mean I, you've run ultras in like snow and stuff before and you know i know a lot of people are coming into dc for the marine corps marathon and they want those iconic picks and like me more than anyone dude like you're coming in from like colorado you flew out you're only in for the weekend and everything and i mean there are just such amazing beautiful sites and the Capitol building and Washington monument yeah. and all these things. And, and I mean, I, I agree with you. It, I, uh, it uh, absolutely adds to, uh, you know, uh, obviously if the Marine Corps is going to put on an ultra, you know, there's a thing in the military, if it ain't raining, we ain't training. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost like God knew the Marine Corps was putting on a, an ultra and was like, Oh, you want to put on an ultra baby? Here we go. <laughs> yeah. man. So I think it was just all a part of all a part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it was impressive how many spectators were out there. Um, even though it was raining because you know, all of us people who signed up, yeah, like, of course we're going to be out there. We'd, like, you don't have a choice. You signed up, you know? Um, but for the people yeah. who are out there cheering people on and, and handing out Pez and candy, which by the way, like ultra runners, like if you're doing the 50 K every time someone was handing out like Snickers bars, like I was grabbing them and I was actually kind of surprised with how many people weren't eating food. Like they even had the stations with, uh, muffins and, and things like that. And I'm like, dude, you got to get like two or three muffins every time, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a mistake potentially a lot of people were making because when it's when it's raining and you're completely saturated, you don't feel um, like eating. You know, I'm speaking 
correct. I was I was going to speak more, I guess, to like the liquid, uh, the liquid hydration and everything. But like when you're completely swamped and saturated and stuff, you 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 don't really notice yourself sweating or it evaporating or anything like that. So I think because you know either throughout the rain or then once the rain broke and and the sun came out and it it felt like it jumped like 10 15 20 degrees and um towards the end man i was i was seeing people falling out like left and right and i think they just i don't even think they were the ultra runners i think it was some of the some of the marathoners too but um yeah man it was just definitely i I was shocked by the overall performance of people every runner that was out there man everybody and you're absolutely right all the all the spectators man that just hunkered down in their rain jackets and little kids jumping in puddles and stuff like that. Like there was so many people, so many spectators, like thank you so much to all the, all the spectators down there that just weathered the storm and, and were out there for their runners. It really meant a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Um, That's what I was going to ask you though. Like having never done a road marathon before um, or ultra, obviously um, we get to the point, there's a point called beat the bridge. And that's like, I think mile 22, maybe 21 for the marathon. So I've always heard about that. I've heard about the wall and people hit the wall. And essentially what that means is if you're really pushing the pace and you're going anaerobic, you only have so many, so much fuel you can burn. And eventually you hit that wall where you, you aren't burning the like carbohydrates, like the type of fuel you burn when you're, when you're going anaerobic and your oxygen's not keeping up. Um, but I've never seen it before cause I've never done a marathon. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm, I, I run super slow. Like I, I try to keep into an aerobic pace. You know what I mean? Like I try not to push and push and push, um, all the time. So anyways, we get to the bridge and, uh, I'm just seeing a lot of people not, I mean, I don't want to say a lot, but it was definitely more than I expected. I saw people hitting the wall and now people are walking. Um, and I was just going to ask you, like, was that something just you experienced this year or like, I mean, just the witnessing of as many people as I saw walking, is that normal in a marathon or was it just this year because people either weren't eating or weren't drinking because of the rain? It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, specifically for the Marine Corps marathon. Um, and like I said, the only other marathon I've done is, is Philadelphia. So I, I'm not speaking from experience with New York or Boston or Chicago or any of those other marathons. But it's amazing that that one point of the marathon is where people hit the wall or quote like that. That's the reason why there's the saying like beat the bridge, because you're, you're running through. You, you go back into the district and then um, there's kind of like an overpass and the roadway starts, you know, creeping up. And it, it's most likely because your, your legs are fati- uh, fatigued at that point. And like you said, you know, your body's running out of its sugar stores or whatever. Um, but you, people just get to that part. And honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I was probably doing better with the fueling and the hydration and everything like that. But like, I felt, I felt the beginning stages of where I was like, Oh crap, like here it comes. And you know, your, your calves start cr- cramping up or your, your quads, your hamstrings strings start cramping up and you know that my my first year my first marine corps marathon that's where i i first experienced the wall and it's just like you you have to come to if like a complete stop because like if you continue trying to push it you're gonna you're gonna tear something like you're gonna tear a calf or 
or something. And, um, you know, you just have to move as little as you can and, and keep moving forward and breathe. And there, there's water buffaloes. There's big water containers they have out there on the bridge. And um, I saw a lot of people just bending over and just drinking like they were like drinking out of a water fountain. I, I definitely took advantage of that as well. Um, but it's, it's just really, it's really crazy that that distance or it's the amount of time that people are running, but like that specifically. And then, and then once you work through that, once you, once you beat the bridge, then it's, then you're well on your way to like crystal city. And then, and then people start running again. It's like you, you come back to life, you, you get your second wind and you, you keep on moving. So it's, it's, it's really, I mean, once you now being, you know, many times that I've done it, like once you know that that's going to be coming down the pike, you kind of like prepare yourself for that. And um, yeah, man, it's just something you have to experience to know, like everyone's going to have different techniques to kind of work through that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to do something really quick. Let's do best moment, worst moment. So let's both okay. start with, do we want to end on a high note or end on a low note? <laughs> let's do, let's do bad, bad news first. Bad news first. Okay. Uh, do you have one in mind? I, I don't. If you, if you have one. Okay. I do. It wasn't even during uh, the race. <laughs> I don't know if that's cheating. Uh -huh. Um, I will say the last like three miles were very, like they were pretty difficult. I, it, the, the sun came back out. I was feeling it, but it wasn't so difficult that I would call it a worst moment. Um, worst moment for me is we get done. Um, we're getting some food back in our system, getting some water. And I get a text that my flight back to Denver, which was that night, is canceled. And so I'm like scrambling yeah. to rebook the flight. So I rebook it. Um, and then I'm like, Phil, like, I'm sorry. Like, we can't hang around the finish line as long as I would have liked. So... Um, because I need to ride to the airport like as soon as possible. Um, anyways, long story short, we're still soaking wet and I didn't, I didn't chafe. Like, first of all, the best sign I saw during the race was make America chafe again. And I thought that was so funny <clears throat> at the time. Yeah. At the time I was like, that is the funniest thing because at the time I was not, I was not chafing at all. Anyways, um, I didn't chafe the whole entire race, but then I'm like, we have to go and I'm still soaking wet and we have like a mile walk to the car. And I, during that mile walk, I don't know what happened. Every part of my body starts chafing, like without getting into detail, but yeah. every part. <laughs> um, I, I think it's probably from just being in, in saturated clothes for the, for the duration of the race. You it know? had to have been. Yeah. But I, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I got home that night finally. Um, I also had to battle a snowstorm when I got back to Denver and walk another mile to my car um, in the in the like 15 degrees in snow, which that was no fun either. But um, I, I took my shirt off and like where my waistband was completely like rubbed raw, complete like everywhere my shorts, like the top of my shorts touched. It looked like I was wearing a belt of like chafed skin. Um, and then also my phone, I had in two Ziploc bags during the race just to keep it waterproof. And the corner of my phone or the corner of the Ziploc bag just dug into my quad. And like mile 16, I was like, why do I have a pinch in my quad? Like that never happens, you know? And I realized it wasn't <laughs> a muscle pinch. It was actually like the Ziploc bag just digging in. So I have these two giant welts. It looks like, I don't know if you ever played football on like field turf, but it looks like two giant mm -hmm. turf burns 
on my legs from that Ziploc bag. So just like a, if someone's out there and they haven't ran an ultra or a marathon, like those little things that you wouldn't think would be a big deal, like totally add up over the miles and hours that you're running. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, that mile though, that walk yeah. to your car, I was like, dude, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> yeah. So that was mine. I have like, I have like a two parter. I mean, none of, well, one of my things, I, I don't want to, I'll just get right to it. I mean, one of, one of my low points was just that, like, you know, you, to quote, I know I've already done this with you, but like to quote Outcast uh, 2000, you know, you can, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Like the, the, the race weekend was just such an amazing experience and rain or no rain or whatever, like it, it still went off without a hitch. And it was still an amazing weekend. Uh, but I was just, I was kind of a little bummed that like, you know, your flight and then the flight wasn't canceled because of anything in Washington. It was canceled because of the crazy Denver. storm and the yeah. snow and stuff that you were getting out in Colorado. Um, and, and you were, you were so apologetic and so humble and all these things. And I'm like, it, I, it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. It was just, I, I, I would really wish like we could have just like enjoyed the fruits of our labor a little bit more and just like hung out a little bit more. But at the end of the day, it all, it all worked out. And, you know, you were just so, you were so easy going about it. And just like the, the, the fact that we were able to get you to the airport and you were able to catch your flights home. And I know like your schedule was jacked up and, but you know what, you got home, you got home safe and everything. So yeah. it's all, it's all good. Man. Dude, it, yeah. it finally stopped snowing to today. So I would have been stuck. <laughs> like, honestly, I think they canceled so many flights. Like I would have been stuck. I don't know where I would have been, Yeah, but yeah, man. Yeah. So Definitely, uh, for me, like that was the most stressful part of the weekend and it had nothing to do with the race at all. Um, but what about like, well, mine, yeah. if I, if I may, if I may really, really, really quick, um, and this is such a, a snippy little silly thing, but like, you know, it's, it's race day and you're all ready for the run and everything like that. And it was like, when we were walking that short distance, like to the race, yeah. like you, you, me and Rachel yeah. and like, you, you st- I, I stepped off of the trail or something like that. And it was like that first time your sneaker just like sunk <laughs> in the mud and your, your foot got completely saturated. Yeah. Like this is such a little, like, um, oh, I'm, I'm a road runner. Like I, you know what, it, like once your feet, once you were completely saturated, you know, there was no turning back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it really, that really in no way was like a low point, but it's just that moment when you first, you know, I guess for, for somebody who was wearing like a plastic bag or a jacket or whatever. And it's that first moment that you just discard that stuff. And you're like, well, it's about to get, it's about to get real this morning. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, what about best moment for you? Best moment. Um, again, a two parter. And I apologize. You asked for one good and one bad, and I'm giving you two for each, but, um, dude, on, on a personal you are, I am you're on, kicked on, off the podcast, my friend. <laughs> if I can just weasel in two for for one, but um, <laughs> no on on a on a very personal level with you, um, just the fact that you were able to come out and um, you know, I I, I always like resorting to facts that like these these stories or friendships or these relationships like come full circle. But I, I just it, it's really been awesome to to share friendship with you and to share um, not only you know runs and races and stuff like that, but things going on in our lives and stuff like that and the fact that you know i was able to come out and join you and your family um in the summertime and then you were able to come out um to 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 share in the first uh marine corps marathon and stuff like that like 
for Rachel and I that just that meant a whole lot, and uh, it was it was really cool that you came out to join us. Yeah, man. Well, I one hundred percent agree with yeah. that. Like, we didn't even get into like all the like crazy cool adventures we got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah. but yeah, man. Um, what about like during the race? Was there any moment where you're like, this is my favorite moment? Because it was it was number six for you. So yeah. Well, I was I, I brought this up before, and um, I I'd have to say this is this is my special moment. But you know, so so the Marine Corps Marathon does do like this runners club, right? And and runners get acknowledged um, once once they reach five Marine Corps marathons, they then find themselves in the in the in the runners club. And then every five years subsequent of that, their ten year anniversary, I think fifteen, twenty, so on, you know, you get like a special patch or you get recognition for 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 those runs and. I, I've, I've stepped it up. Like when I found out the Marine Corps was doing the 50 K, I was kind of like on the fence, you know, like, do I keep, you know, it, it, it's just a silly little streak. It's just a little, a silly little thing that I have with myself that I'd like to continue running the Marine Corps marathon. Right. Yeah. And, um, the, well, the thing that I think just made this one so special is like, this was the Marine Corps marathon's first 50 K. It was their inaugural 50 K. And, you know, this weekend, this Marine Corps marathon is not, it has become so much more than just the marathon. You know, they have, they also put on, I don't know if you saw the signs like on the national mall, but there were signs like starting points or corral times. No, you I, will, that at all? I think so. I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it, was, it was on, it was on the national mall where like it was big and wide and open and there was like all the portajons and stuff like that. But the, the Marine Corps marathon 10 K actually starts there at the time that the marine corps marathon starts okay so when the folk the folks the folks who are running the 10k like their finish is the marine corps marathon finish but they they've run the 10k you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. so you know this marine corps marathon has just evolved into they're doing the marathon they're doing the 10k they're doing the now 50k and they do like a kids run and stuff so like the thing is is like it's to me to me, me keeping my streak alive or something like that, like I'm still in a sense keeping my streak alive. And I think it was just so special that you and I were able to share in the Marine Corps Marathon's inaugural 50K. So yeah. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy that, you know, I'm happy that we kicked it up from the from the marathon to a road 50 and that your first actual marathon was actually a road 50K. So Yeah, man. Well, I got to say <laughs> my favorite moment, hands down, was the whole race after Phil took off trying to catch him and then completely losing him in the crowd. I was like, did I, did I pass him? Did he pass me? Was he in the bathroom? Was I in the bathroom? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, am I going to see Phil the rest of this race? And the whole time I'm, I'm running with this guy named Jake King, uh, from, and he's like an army, um, currently, uh, stationed in Arizona. Um, super cool dude. Uh, but I ran most of the race with him and the whole time I'm like, I'm trying to catch macho man. And the whole time I think he's probably like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Um, it's probably think you're delusional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then finally, uh, we're headed up towards the Capitol building and I turn like, there's like a, a semicircle right in front of the Capitol building. And this is not made up. This is not like a made up for the podcast story or anything like that. But I get to the Capitol, I can see it. And then I look down all of a sudden Phil's there running and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to catch Phil literally right in front of the Capitol. Um, and that's when I finally saw you, we were rounding the corner in front of the Capitol and we got to run in front of the, the U S Capitol 
during the race together and that was super that was like hands down like the coolest moment for me i was like this is so amazing like who would have thought it would have been here and not like any other random point of the race you know what i mean or never you know if if i wouldn't have caught you so not to brag that i caught you or anything. that was that was very cool that was very and then we we saw like an official like race photographer and i mean i don't i don't think any i don't even know if those pictures like turned out or anything but i'm like yeah. you gotta get a we had to get photo evidence of this, man. And like, yeah, it was, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So last story yeah. to kind of like wrap up the podcast, I want you mm-hmm. to talk about, uh, Mark Goldman's socks really quick. <laughs> so, um, there, there are folks, you know, behind the scenes of the Marine Corps marathon and everything like that. And, um, you know, Rachel and I, over the years and, and repeated uh, appearances at the Marine Corps Marathon and everything like that, um, they've somehow, somehow my, my persona and everything like that has become somewhat ingrained um, in the Marine Corps Marathon. I, I don't know, I don't know exactly where that happened. I would resort back to Des Linden and, and just say, keep showing up. Um, but, but Mark Goldman is, is a gentleman who kind of works behind the scenes at, at the Marine Corps Marathon. And, um, Chris and I, Chris and I ran into him Friday evening and he sees me and I see him and, um, he kind of gives me like a double, t- I mean, I obviously knew who it was and everything like that, but he kind of gives me like a double take and he's like, Hey man, we're like, where's the beard, man? Like we're, you know, I'm, ex- we're expecting macho man and stuff like this. And so anyway, long story short, he proceeds to pull up his pants leg and he is wearing macho man, Randy Savage dress socks. So uh, yeah, that was just kind of a special, a special moment. Uh, he's the guy you sent me a picture of last year, where um, he he texted you a picture from like the '90s of the moment he got to drive, like be the driver or the handler of the real Macho Man. Yeah, this, this is like so not a made-up story, but. Um, Mark has always been involved in uh, like marketing and, and PR and all that stuff. And, you know, I guess WWF now the WWE was in, was in the district or, or was somewhere around here. And Mark's Mark's job at that time, when, when Macho Man came into town and everything like that was to like hang out with him and like keep an eye on him. So uh, Mark at one, we're getting into some personal stuff here. No, I'm just joking. But uh, Mark <laughs> Mark at one point sent me a picture of like Mark and I together and then sent a picture of Mark like back in the day. And, uh, Mark, I hope you don't take any, any offense to this, but, uh, Mark kind of resembles like, uh, Rick Moranis a little bit from like honey. I, honey, I shrunk the kids or, uh, like ghostbusters or whatever. And it was just a picture of, of, uh, Mark, like back in the day with macho man, Randy Savage. So, yeah. <laughs> pretty cool (laughs) that's cool man but yeah dude so i just i want to thank you and rachel so much like i'll never have a race weekend like that uh the people i met the adventures that we had like going to harper's ferry and and really just hanging out with you you and rachel was was definitely like one of the big highlights for me but marine corps marathon is just like a class act event um it's it's a race that's like unique like you'll never experience a race like it so uh hopefully next year they do the 50k again i think they're i mean i can't speak for them but i'm assuming they're planning on doing it again so if you're an ultra runner out there like i highly suggest it 
if you're an, a road runner who's kind of like thinking about trying the ultra route, like this might be a good place to like, you know, put your toe, dip your toe into uh, ultra running and, th and things like that. So, um, but yeah, like uh, biggest thanks of all just goes to you and Rachel. So thank you, man. Like I, it was, it was super special to me too. And, um, you know, hopefully in the future we can go out and, and do some more races together and things like that. Absolutely. My friend. Yep. Awesome. And if I may real quick, yeah, if I may real quick, like you, you are not going to find a more professional patriotic, um, the Marine Corps marathon is just a fully functioning marathon machine and they've got every detail down to military precision and, you know, rain or shine or, or whatever, they, they just time and time again, put on like a premier racing event. And I mean, all, all I'll say, and like you and I are, we're just talking here right now, like no affiliation with Marine Corps marathon at all, but like to all your listeners, whether trail runners, whether road runners, like so much time and effort and planning goes into these races, man. Like you, you know, as soon as they're done with Marine Corps marathon 44, they're prepping and they're planning how can we make this event better, better functioning, more cost effective, greener, wh whatever you want to think about, they're working on all of those solutions. And, you know, I, like I said, I, this is not no affiliation with Marine Corps Marathon, but like runners out there, man, realize that these races are so much more than just the perks and the apparel and the medals and the mock turtlenecks or the quarter zips or the ugly sweater mock turtleneck, like the Marine Corps marathon totally turned that into like a positive thing. And, and no, they didn't take it personal, but like if you're registering for races and you're bummed about like the race shirt, like your heart's in the wrong place, man. Like, and I just, I, it just bums me out. Like whether it's this social media mentality or not, like just be positive. Like just look at the, look at that weekend for what it was. And if you like the medal, if you don't like the medal or whatever it is, like you earned it. So it doesn't matter what it is. They could have handed you a rock that had USMC on it. Like be proud of your achievement. And just in like what I saw and what I love about it is that like everybody was just helping each other out and helping each other to the finish. And, you know, we all have physical limitations or emotional limitations or whatever. And we got the job done. And we get to live another day in a free country and everything like that. So like, just be positive. And, you know, anyway, I'm sorry for the spiel, but like, I just, I, they put on such an amazing event and everything like that. And, and people can always find things to be like critical about, but I, I think it was a hell of an event. Like it doesn't matter if it rained all day. Like it, they just put on a really great race. Yeah, so. man. I agree. 100% dude. Well, Phil, uh, we'll, we'll have you back on sometime in the future and we'll just kind of, uh, catch up with you, dude. All right, man. I'm I'm gonna say bye bye. But on a side note, I'm I'm just so proud of the job that you're doing and the consistent work that you're putting in. And I'm very honored to have you as a friend. And I, thank you very much, my yeah, friend. Yeah, man. Right back at you. Like All seriously, right. like your story right, is powerful, and I think you're using it to like help people out. So it's awesome. All right, man. All right, dude. We'll talk to you later. Till the next adventure. <laughs> See ya. Later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this week's show. Once again, Phil, thank you so much for coming on the on the podcast, sharing your race reflections. Um, 
and I can't thank you and Rachel enough for for uh, for showing me around. Like I said, we got to go to Harper's Ferry. That was always that town's always been on my bucket list, um, and it was awesome. And I, we went on a super cool hike, and it, I don't know, it was just fun hanging out with you guys. You guys are great people, and uh, I can't wait for many more adventures in the future. Um, as you can tell, as per usual, my voice is going so every time i swear it's every time i do a race and you can follow the history via this podcast but every time i do a big race um a couple days later i I catch a head cold uh and my face is all clogged up and all that stuff um and part of it i mean i think it's because during a 50k or a you know anything you train for and you really push yourself you um you kind of exhaust your immune system throughout. Um, so pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, so apologies if my voice sounded kind of raspy on this episode. Um, uh, that's just how it is, I guess. But as for final thoughts from Marine Corps, um, do something outside your comfort zone. I know we say that a lot on the podcast, but uh, it, it'll be memorable. <laughs> it'll be memorable. Uh, for me running a road race might not have been in my comfort zone for a lot of people out there running through a downpour might've been outside their comfort zone a bit, but man, these are, that's the stories you get to tell in the future. You know what I mean? Like the races where everything goes smoothly, like I barely talk about anymore. You know what I mean? But it's races like this one where I sprained my ankle a week before and you know, it's, it's rainy and it's, it's, uh, a race of 30,000 people, which I've never done. Like, these are the ones that I'll remember and, and talk about and tell people about. Um, and, and I guess the other, I mean, like I said in the show and I, like, I don't want to reiterate too much, but like the biggest thing to me was seeing active duty Marines, um, you know, putting a face to, uh, organization, you know, um, but then also seeing all the runners out there running, running for different causes. Um, I saw so many people running for various causes. Um, and it's awesome. And it's, it's really, you know, we, we talked about it last episode with Rob Steger. If you have a cause greater than yourself, it's going to push you through those low moments. Um, and honestly, it's just about like having a purpose, giving more of yourself to other people. And ultimately, that's in, that's the most important thing. So um, that was inspiring. Uh, love the race. Check it out, please. Um, if you're interested, Phil and I got to interview uh, Phil and I got to interview the race director, Rick Nealis. Um, and that was episode number 143 so you can go back and kind of listen to rick's thoughts uh i mean rick puts on i mean somehow he's able to shut dc down for an entire morning um and he's able to work with like an unfathomable amount of moving parts it's it's crazy how much he has to plan for how much he has to organize like i'm like i think phil mentioned in the podcast as soon as they're done, they're planning for next year. They're getting everything ready. They're breaking it down. And, and to run an event like that is truly, is truly, uh, 
incredible just from that standpoint so uh check out their race um we'll get back at you guys next week i want to encourage you guys to go out there look for some goal um i know for me personally i'm taking a month off of running ish i'll say that ish because who knows how long it'll last but i'm just gonna take a month off try some different stuff kind of heal up uh you know, it was, it was a super awesome summer and fall for racing. Um, and now it's time to start thinking about what I want to try to do next. Um, but I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my time and kind of think that through. I don't want to rush into signing up for something. I want to really kind of be purposeful about it. Um, but if you're out there and you're like, man, I need something to train for look something up try something hard try something that kind of scares you do something outside your comfort zone um it's going to prove to you that you can accomplish so much more so all right congrats to everybody who uh finished marine corps marathon uh if you're a first time 50k go out there go to ultra sign up check out some races uh, i guarantee you you're going to find some really cool ones uh in an area near you wherever you are um yeah, check them out. I hope you guys love it as much as I do. See you next week.